Hey, this is Jeremy Isaacs, lead pastor of Generations Church, where we want to live like it matters. For more information about our church, you can visit us at g.church. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thanks again for listening. Well, good morning. How are we doing today? We're doing good? All right. So y'all had a good week. Everybody in this room had a good week so far? I hope so. Hope that you guys have had a restful weekend. Uh, unlike me, I stayed up way too late watching the Alabama game, and I roll. Oh, great! All right, amen to that. Roll Tide. Uh, and everybody in the room is like, oh, "Okay, this could get really bad quickly." Uh, but uh, I hope that you have had a great week, great weekend. Uh, whether you watched college football yesterday or whatever you did yesterday and Friday, I hope that you had a great week with with your family uh, and, and whatever you did. We're so thankful today. Uh, that you are here, whether it's your first, second, or third time, uh, whether it's your hundredth time here, uh, we're just so thankful that you chose to be here with us in the room. If you're watching online, we just want to say welcome to you. Uh, wherever you're watching from, welcome. We're so glad that you watched, uh, you, you hopped online with us. Comment below with us and share it online as well. Uh, but before we get into the message today, I know Pastor Jeremy uh, hit it in the announcement video uh, who Pastor Jeremy, our lead pastor, hit in an announcement video. But I want to encourage you to be here the next three weeks for At The Movies. It really is one of my favorite series that we do each year. Um, it, it's, it's just a fun series. Uh, we, we give food. We give popcorn and, and candy and drinks each week. Uh, there's characters. Uh, but we take uh, different movies, and we tell the greatest story ever told through those movies and using those movies to tell the greatest story ever, which is the gospel. Uh, it is one of my favorite series, like I said, and I'll encourage you to do this. Be here for these next three weeks, but then also invite your neighbors, your friends, your family members to be here for it. It really is, uh, and you hear this, and Pastor Jeremy said this as well, it really is one of the easiest invites uh, that you can ask someone to uh, other than Easter, because we all know Easter's easy, an easy invite as well. But be here for the next three weeks for that but then also, before we get into my message, the message today, I want to tell you about one more thing, uh, one more exciting thing coming up uh, here in, in four weeks, I believe, four Sundays. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Jeremy and I uh, spoke on, did a two-week series on uh, the value of honor. Uh, and we said that honor, uh, is, it can be defined as to value something or someone, to value, uh, to respect something or someone, or to highly esteem someone. So, uh, so to value someone, give respect to someone, and to highly esteem someone. And 11 years ago, uh, in January, Pastor Jeremy and Corey uh, and their family and some of the launch teams started what we call today Generations Church. It started out as a campus in Mount Perrin North uh, and then became Canton Church uh, and is now today called Generations Church and Plug, you will learn more about this in Discovery Track. Uh, so go to our website for that, our history. Uh, but they planted uh, Generation Church 11, almost 11 years ago. And we want to take a Sunday morning uh, to honor uh, and, and, and appreciate our pastors. So on Sunday, November 6th, uh, we are doing our first, it's our first annual pastor appreciation in both our 930 and 11 o'clock service. This is my time to plug that since Pastor Jeremy and his family are not here today. Uh, but uh, in both our 930 and 11 o'clock uh, services on Sunday, November 6th, we are going to appreciate them. 
We're going to love them. Uh, we're going to just honor them. So here's what that looks like real quickly. At the end of both services, we will we'll, uh, have a video that plays. So for some people that uh, on the video just appreciating them. We'll bring them up, and we will just, you know, honor them, appreciate them. We will, uh, we will give them uh, love and gifts uh, and appreciation. And here's how you can get involved. I would love for your, your help. Uh, our staff and elders and, and trustees have, have been involved and started the process. Uh, but here's how you can get involved. You can, uh, you can, you know, first of all, be present for that Sunday. Uh, you can bring a card. You can bring a gift for, for Pastor Jeremy Corey or their kids. Uh, but then also, uh, we are going to be giving uh, Pastor Jeremy and Corey and then each of their kids a gift basket uh, just to honor them and appreciate them. So what you can do is go to our website if you want to give towards that gift basket that we give them. And all proceeds will go to that gift basket and to them. But you can go to our website, our church center app. Uh, you can click on give. And there's a tab on, in the giving session. You give them out and you can click on pastor appreciation so that we can just honor and appreciate them for 11 years of pastoring here at Generations Church. So let's just honor them well. Uh, let's love them and appreciate them well on that Sunday. That's all I got for, for that today. Let's hop into the message, all right? Uh, today, I'm excited for the opportunity to bring the message. Uh, I pray today that it impacts our lives, not just your life, but my life as well. And we leave here challenged uh, and changed today because the, I'm going to be honest with you. This message challenged me this week. Uh, I, I spent a lot of 4 a.m. mornings like starting and working on this message and just grinding it out. So it challenged me, and I hope it challenges you, but not just challenges you, but changes you and, and makes, makes an impact on your life to take a step of faith in your walk with God. But let's go to God in prayer today as we start this message. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time, God, that we have to come into your house, to come into this room, God, and to sing about you and worship you, God. God, we love you. God, we're so thankful for, for you, for what you've done for us, what you are doing, and what you will do for us. God, we, we ask today that you open our minds, God, to understand your word and what you have for us. You open our hearts to receive it, uh, and, and you open our souls to receive it. God, we thank you and praise you and give you the glory. And everybody said, amen. amen. So today, the title of my message uh, is what matters most. Say what matters most. What matters most. And today we're going to look at uh, Luke 10. So if you have your Bibles or Bible apps, turn to Luke 10 with me. Uh, we're, we'll stay in Luke 10 pretty much the whole, whole time, starting in verse 25. Uh, we're going to read some of the beginning, some in the first point. I only got two points for you today. That's not traditional preacher for you, but I only got two today. So you might get out here early, or I might just talk long. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Luke 10 starting in verse 25 and going through verse 28. And it says this. It says, One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him a question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And, and isn't that... Isn't that in Jesus' form? He turns the question back upon you. Uh, and the man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. Do this 
in you will live. So here in Luke 10, we find teaching when a person that was considered uh, an expert in religious law challenges Jesus to answer the question of what he has to do to inherit eternal life. And maybe, you, maybe you've asked that question in your life. God, what do, uh, you know, what do I need to do to make it to heaven? Like, what do I need to do to have eternal life with God our Father? Like, what do we have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, you know, not tricked by what this religious expert was trying to do, turns the question back on that expert and asks him what the law of Moses says and how he interprets it. And the man answered that he must first love the Lord our God with all of his mind, with all of his heart, with all of his soul, and all of his strength. And then also, secondly, to love his neighbor as himself. And Jesus answers uh, with basically saying, correct, just like a teacher would, you know, when a teacher asks you a question, uh, correct, teachers didn't say that to me a lot in school, uh, but uh, the te- he says, correct, you know, do this and you will live. Sounds like an easy concept, am I right? Sounds pretty simple, am I correct? Yeah, it sounds pretty, pretty simple and it, and it looks simple and it reads simple, but why is it so hard then? Like why why is it so hard to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength? Why uh, is it so hard to not just love him with a little bit? Like, why, why is it so hard to love with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength? Why? Why is it so hard to love our neighbor as ourself? And I feel like we can get a lot of answers, especially right now in this world. It's, why is it so hard to love our neighbor as ourselves. Jesus, when asked what we have to do to inherit eternal life, shared that we are basically to love God and love people. Sounds so simple. Love God and love people. And in this moment, he makes it, makes it so simple for us, and he makes it so clear of what should matter most in our lives. And there are a lot of things that matter in our lives, and I'm gonna get into those in a second. But I believe that through this scripture that Jesus teaches us what matters most. And today, I want to talk about two things that matter a lot, matter in our lives in order for us to love God and love people. And the first one is this. Our priorities matter. Your priorities matter. In Luke 10, if you go down a little bit further in that scripture, uh, skip over uh, uh, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Go to, go to verse 38. It says this through 42, talking about Mary and Martha. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that, she, that, he, that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about doing many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. And Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. So here in, in continuing in Luke 10, 
uh, where Jesus and his disciples have been traveling uh, and speaking and sharing the gospel. As they're traveling in ministry, uh, ministering, they come to a village where, where, where Martha opens up her home to him. And, and it's two sisters, Mary and Martha. Martha and, and the two sisters open up their home to Jesus and his disciples. And, and now we live in the South, am I right? If you're not from the South, like now you are. So you're part of the South. Uh, we'll include you in there. Uh, we live in the South, so we know a thing or two about Southern hospitality. Am I right? All right, yeah, yeah. We know a thing or two about Southern hospitality. Uh, and, and if people are coming over to my home, there's two things that I'm doing. One, I'm working my tail off. Uh, you know, however long it takes to clean my house. Uh, to to put up, I have three young kids. Uh, three, the oldest one just turned three, uh, so I got three young kids. So our house gets crazy messy, literally in a flash. Like I mean, it's like I cleaned it, it's destroyed, and and, it, and every day it's like all I, at the end of the day I realize all I did today when I was home is clean. Like I cleaned up the food on the floor, I put the pillows back, and then they threw them off. Like I clean, 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 and then we have that one room that you go into. And, and you haven't cleaned it, and you're like, please don't go in there. That, don't go in that room. Uh, we hide all of our stuff and all the junk that we just throw in. So I work my tail off. If you're coming over to my house, and one day I hope to have everybody, not at the same time because it's not that big of a house, uh, over at my house. Uh, but I work my tail off to clean and organize, uh, to, to, to put away the messy stuff and, and to hide the mess. Uh, so I work my tail off to, to make it look good for you. And then secondly, when you get to my house, I know I'm continuing to work my tail off to make sure that you're relaxed, man, that you have everything you need, that if you're thirsty, I get you something to drink, that if you're hungry, I feed you, uh, that you, you, know, you have a good time, and I'm constantly cleaning, you know, you're constantly hosting, and just trying to make it to where you, know, you have a good time. And who's that sound like? That sounds like Martha. So Martha might have had some Southern hospitality in her. Uh, but that sounds like hospitality at its finest. And, and here we see in the scripture, Martha opens up her home to Jesus and his disciples. And instead of Mary, Martha's sister, uh, you, know, uh, you know, helping, uh, she just sits at the feet of Jesus. And Martha's sister uh, you know, instead of her helping with the hospitality, she chooses just to sit and listen to Jesus. Now, I have siblings. I have three siblings going over three siblings. Uh, and when I was a kid, if I was doing chores and my siblings were sitting around doing nothing, I wasn't being quiet about it. Am I, am, am I the only one in the room? Like, you, your sibling was just sitting there. Nowadays, they have iPads and all this kind of stuff. I didn't have that as a kid. I guess I had a TV. But if they're just sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs, just watching TV all relaxed with the snack, and I'm over here doing chores, uh, or the two times that my dad let me cut the grass, uh, and I'm doing chores and cleaning and stuff like that, and my siblings just sitting there, man, I'm saying something. That's not just going to, I'm not going to let that fly. I'm saying something. My parents like, hey, hey, they need to be doing something too. I'm not the only one cleaning in here, uh, which they probably said that to me too all the time, but <laughs> I wasn't going to be quiet about it, uh, and this is where we find Martha being hospitable, working her tail off to feed and serve her guests, all while Mary just sits at the feet of Jesus and listens 
to him and what he is saying. So what happens? Martha gets upset that Mary, you know, is just sitting there. She's, she's, uh, she goes running. Martha goes running to Jesus and like, like, a, like you did as a kid, dad, dad, mom, mom, they're not, they're not helping, you know. She runs to Jesus and says, Jesus, Jesus, tell her to help me. Like, tell her to get off her, her bottom and help me. I'm, 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 I'm working my tail off here. Tell her to help me. And instead of Jesus, you know, telling Mary to get up and help her sister, Jesus replies to Martha saying, Martha, Martha, uh, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, and I love this, or indeed only one, and Mary has chosen what was, is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Oof, oof, that hurts. That hurts a little bit because we were, we did have, most people in this room probably had siblings, and if your parents told you that, like, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. It's like, mm, I, don't, I don't like that right now. That hurts a little bit. Uh, I think they should help me. Uh, not the answer that Martha was looking and hoping to get, but what an incredible thing for Jesus to say that few things are needed or indeed only one, and Martha has chosen what is better. In Matthew six thirty three, one of my favorite scriptures, uh, a scripture that I've held on to in my life when when Jesus is talking about, uh, you know, giving, giving the story and, and some context for you, uh, talking about, you know, people are worried about the, what they'll eat, what they'll drink, what they'll wear, says this. He says, seek first in Matthew six thirty three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it goes on to say, and all these things will be added unto you. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness, that's what we're supposed to seek after him first. We're supposed to seek after Jesus first. We're supposed to speak, seek after his presence first and, and seek after his righteousness first in our lives. And so often in our lives, if we're honest, instead of being Mary and sitting at the feet of Jesus, we're Martha. And instead of seeking God first like Mary, we're Martha in this story and, and, and we're consumed with working. And we're consumed uh, with, with doing well at work. And, and work, work, work just overwhelms us. And we get so focused on working and working and getting things done at work. We uh, are so consumed with working at home and getting the house cleaned and, and working at home. Uh, we're consumed, you know, with the busyness of life. Am I right? We, we get consumed by that. We get consumed by just going, going, going and doing, doing, doing. Uh, and, and, and performing, performing, performing. We get consumed with that. We get, we get worried about stuff and, and about our problems and what we're facing and what we're going through. We get worried and anxious. Uh, we get consumed uh, with our kids' sporting events or extracurricular activities. We get consumed with that. And this one's about to hurt me too, and it has hurt me this week. We get consumed with thinking that we have to be everything to everybody. We get consumed with that. We get, we get consumed uh, with, with fear of missing out and having FOMO, fear of missing out. We get, we get consumed of missing out on, on, on relationships and, and events, and we get consumed uh, with missing out on what God has for us and has called us to do because we're afraid or, or, or worried about something. Our priorities get messed up in our life so easily. Our priorities get out of order, and, 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 and they are out of order so many times in our life because 
of all that we have going on. I think one of the hardest things to do in our lives, at least in my life, is to keep our priorities in order. Why? Why is it so hard to do that? Because we live in a world where everything seems to be important. Everything seems to be important. Work is important. And performing at work and getting stuff done at work, man, it's important. Uh, you're you're, you're uh, uh, prioritizing our marriage and prioritizing our time with our family. It's important. And, and getting together with our family and working on our marriage and spending time uh, with our spouse and spending time with our kids or our parents, it, it's important. Uh, pro, uh, providing for ourselves in our families is important. And spending time with our friends uh, is important. And, and our kids' education is important. And our kids' sporting events and extracurricular activities Man, those are important to them, so we make them important to us. And, and what that does, it, it, it put this, puts this pressure for us to go, 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 and to do, 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 and perform, perform, perform. And in turn, what do we do a lot of times? We push our time with God down a list. Am I right? We, we're, we're going, going, going. We're doing, doing, doing. We're performing, 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 and and we push our, our relationship with God and, and, more importantly, our time with God down this list. And it's like, you know, I'll, I'll get to it, you know, after work. You know, I'll, I'll spend time with God after work. Man, after the kids go to bed, I'll, I'll, I'll spend time with God at night. Like, I'll spend time with God. Like, after I do this and after I get this done, like, I'll, I'll spend time, like, reading the Bible. And what happens when we do that? We, we get tired we get anxious, we get worried with everything going on in our lives, we get busy, and man, it just gets pushed down this list and further, further down. Uh, we go from Sunday to Sunday, and we haven't just sat at the feet of Jesus and, and just worshiped him and, and sought after him and prayed to him and just listened for, for what he has to say to us and, and just spent time with him, we miss out on what God has for us and miss out on hearing from God and what's he, what he wants to speak to us. We miss out on what matters most, and that's loving our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. Man, how much better our lives would be if we did that first in our lives. How much less we would worry and stress and be anxious if we just sought him first in our lives, that we got up and said, God, this is the day that the Lord has made. And, and you just sought after him first and, and said, today, God, I just give you this day. If you woke up five minutes or 10 minutes earlier, I know that's hard. Trust me. I have three kids and I have to wake up at 4 a.m. to feed one. And it's, it's difficult. Like if you just woke up five or 10 or 15 or 20 minutes early and just spent time with God, how much better our lives and my life and your life would be if we prioritize God first, if we sought him first. Our priorities matter. Your priorities matter. We need, we need to reorganize our priorities in order for us to seek him first. And, and I'll tell you this, it's not easy. I, and I, I said that at the beginning, it's not easy. It's a daily battle, if I can be honest. It's a daily struggle. It's a daily battle. It's a daily prioritizing uh, because 
like I said, everything's important and everything's, by, you know, wanting your attention and wanting your time. But it's a daily battle, but we need to prioritize spending time with God. So in order to love God and love people, we have to realize that our priorities matter. In order uh, to, 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 to work on what matters most and to, and to fulfill what matters most uh, and do what matters most, we have to prioritize and reorganize our priorities. The second thing that matters in our life in order to love God and, and love people is we have to realize your neighbor matters. Your neighbor matters. And uh, in, in our scripture for today, it says in verse 27, Luke 10, verse 27, to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Our neighbor is anyone in our proximity with whom we can share God's love with. Anyone that God places in your path on a day-to-day basis. The word neighbor generally means, you know, the person that lives next to you at your, you know, your home, your neighbor. Uh, it generally means, you know, the person that, that, that's in the same community as you. But the Bible speaks of our neighbor as anyone that we may come into contact with. Uh, it's the server at the restaurant that you go to on Friday nights. And if you're like me, I love Mexican restaurant on Friday night. It's just been a family tradition. It's the server at, at the restaurant. Uh, it's, it's the person in the store that you come into contact with in, in the line, the grocery line or the checkout line or just throughout the store, whatever it may be. It's the coworker at your job. Your neighbor is your spouse and, and, and your kids and your, and your parents and your family. Uh, uh, anyone that you come into contact with and God has called us, you and me, to love them just as we love ourselves. So how can we love others? And, and in order uh, to answer this, uh, I believe we have to look at how Jesus loved others. And he loved others in a multiple ways. Uh, and I'll just share two real quickly, maybe three. Jesus cared for others. He cared for others. Man, he cared for their needs. He cared for their life. He cared for others. Jesus, he cared for, uh, uh, for their struggles. He cared for their hurts and their pains. Uh, he cared enough to know them and, and, and know about them. He cared about their future. He cared about what others would come to, that others would come to know the love of God, what if, what would happen if we were a people of God that loved our neighbor by committing to care for others like Jesus cared for others? That we cared for our neighbor's need. That that in the store uh, that we go to throughout the week or where, at our job, that man we cared for their needs, we cared for their struggles, we cared for their hurts and their pains. Like, what if we were a people that just cared for people every day? of our lives. Man, this world would be a completely different place, am I right? This, this world would be completely different than it is now. Our community, our church would be so different if we just focused on committing to caring for others. I know for me, when someone does something or says something or just takes the time to care for me, uh, it is so meaningful to me in my life. Uh, it, it's so impactful, and, that's, and, and there's no telling the impact you can have on the people around you if you just cared 
for them. Your marriages would be better. Your family would be better. Uh, your, your family dynamics would be better. This world would change. This community would change. How uh, the place, uh, uh, our, our environments would change if we just cared for people. So Jesus cared for people. Another thing he did is we, he served others. He served others. One of my favorite examples uh, of how Jesus served others is found in John 13, where Jesus is with his disciples around dinner, and, and, and he gets down on a hands, his hands and feet, and he serves them, and he washes their feet, and he cleans their feet. Uh, another way Jesus served others is he fed the crowds of hungry people. Uh, and, and come on, if, if you think a great way to serve others is to feed others, am I right? I love people that love to cook. And love to serve others by cooking. Uh, what a great way to serve others. Uh, there, was, there are a ton of other ways that Jesus served others, but we learn from Jesus the impact of servanthood, that when we serve people, people's lives are forever changed. Pastor Jeremy, a couple weeks ago on Mission Sunday, uh, I believe it's the second week, uh, second Sunday in September, uh, and, and said something that challenged us and challenged us for our everyday lives. And he said to see a need and meet a need. See a need and meet a need. And that is how we can serve others. To see a need in someone's life, whether our family members, our coworkers, uh, someone in the community, uh, and, and see that need and then serve them by meeting that need. We can love our neighbor by following Christ's example of serving, serving others. And, and another way, real quick, uh, to, to, to love your neighbor uh, is to share the love of God with them, to share the, the, the gospel message with them, the hope that is found in Jesus. You know, the Bible, Jesus, one of the last things it says in Matthew uh, is he challenges us uh, in Matthew 18 uh, through 20, and it says this, it says, all authority in heaven has been given to you. So go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And I think a lot for a lot of people, uh, this is hard to do. And I think one of the best ways that we can go and make disciples is just to invite them to church. You know, sometimes it's hard for us because we don't know what to say and we don't have all the answers. So it, it brings worry and stress to us of, of evangelizing and witnessing to people. Uh, and it feels like we can, it can be pretty awkward. But one of the best ways is we can invite them to church. That's why I love the series that's coming up at the movies because it is one of the easiest ways to invite people to church. So I encourage you to do that on the seat and on your seat, you had a little card. It was like a little ticket. Uh, and, and, and we want you to give that to people to invite them to our At The Movies series. It's not for you to just take home and, 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 and you know, throw in your car, but to give to someone, to invite them to church. And, and that's another way that we can love our neighbor is to share the hope that is found in God, that God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and your sins and my sins so that we may find grace and may find uh, may be restored into relationship with him. So your neighbor matters. So in order to love God and love people, 
we have to realize that your neighbor matters. We have to realize that our priorities matter and our neighbor matters. Today, as, as I close, if you don't get anything else from this message and you didn't hear anything else from this message, I pray that you are challenged to love God and love people uh, more and better every day of your life that you, that you realize what matters most and, and things are important. Everything in our lives you know, seems important and, and there's a lot of things in our lives that are important to us, to people around us. They are important, but what matters most is if we lo- that we love God, that we seek him first, and we love our neighbor. We see in our scripture today what matters most, and sometimes we lose sight of it and get lost in the extra stuff in our lives that we forget that we are simply called first and foremost in our lives to love God and love people, to be merry and sit at the feet of Jesus. I challenge you this week, Man, find 10 minutes to just sit at the feet of Jesus. Find 10 minutes to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes to just get away from everything else in in your life, to get away from the busyness, to get away from the work stress and and the work pressure, get away from, from, you know, (laughs) the, the craziness that may be your household if you have kids or just in general, to get away from that and find 10 minutes to just sit at the feet of Jesus and worship him and hear from him and read his word uh, and seek him out. I challenge you to do that today. Today, I realize that not everyone in the room may know the love of God and the love that God has for them, the love that, that he had, that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for our sins so that we may be saved and we may find grace and find hope uh, and be restored into relationship with him. Uh, and, and I realize that not everybody in this room knows that love and knows the love that God has for you. Uh, and I also realize that not, not everybody in this room has, and, and I fall into this sometimes too, my, not, their priorities may get messed up and, and we push Jesus and God down our, our list and, and sometimes we need to recommit to that. I realize there's people in this room or watching online that need to do that as well. So today, if you would, every head bowed, eyes closed. If you would say today, I need to know the love of God. I need God to, to come into my life and do a work. And, and, and to work in my heart and work in my mind and, and work through work in my situations. I need the hope that is found in God. If that is you today, would you just lift up your hand? Amen. Amen. And then also today, if you would say, Pastor, my, my priorities have been so messed up and, and I'm just overwhelmed with my, the busyness of my life. I'm overwhelmed with work. I'm overwhelmed with going, 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 and doing, doing, doing. And, and, and man, I've pushed God and my relationship with him down this list and I, uh, down a list and I need to reprioritize and I need to recommit my life to him today. If that's you, would you just lift your hand to land today? Hand today, amen, amen. Hands all around the room. My hand's lifted too. God, we thank you today. We thank you, God, that you love us. God, that you care for us. God, 
that you love us, like me, and you love them, God, so much, God. And God, I pray, God, that you just work in lives today. God, I thank you, and I praise you for the salvation, God, the hand that was lifted for salvation today. God, I thank you and praise you for the hands that were lifted to recommit their lives to you today. God, I thank you for each person that's in this room, each person watching online. God, I pray today, God, that you work in their lives, that you move in their lives, God. God, that you challenge them to, to get their priorities in order and, and seek you first and, and, and seek to sit at your feet first and worship and spend time with you first in their lives. God, go with them this week as they go throughout their week. Be with them. Go with them. We thank you and praise you and give the glory. And everybody said, amen. Thanks again for listening. If today's message was an encouragement to you, we invite you to share it with your friends and family. Maybe subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It just helps us spread the word about what God's doing here at Generations Church. For more information about the church, visit us at g.church. Have a great day and God bless.